Hi, Joe Lysett here in Bridge End, and my favourite agricultural podcast is the Pub Yields podcast with Jacob and Di. All the other agricultural podcasts are a load of piss and shit. They're a load of piss and shit. How are we doing, Jake? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, David. How's things with yourself, mate? Yeah, I can't complain. I'm just trying to think now, Jake. When, when was the last time I saw you? Well, we're not supposed to mention that because I was actually up with you for supplies earlier, but I thought that was all kosher and, uh, you know, quiet. Oh, mate, mate, I'm the, I'm the best dealer in the country. You are the best dealer for the, the well, the stuff that begins with the C. Yeah, I'll you. We, we, we call it Charlie. The white stuff. The white stuff, yeah. We call it Colostrum, but you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, people have different, different areas for it, don't they? <laughs> See what we did there? <laughs> but no, I've... Um... Oh, we're not just pretty pieces, do we, die? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, uh, we, we, we look after you, don't we, Jake? You were... Uh... Well, I, I call it rent. I do for borrowing our sit-on roller for, should we say, half a year? <laughs> Maybe, yeah, probably. Many people would have seen this roller. In, many, many people would have seen this roller in your Snapchat videos, Instagram stories of you tarmacking or, you know, just doing whatever you can about the yard that doesn't involve actual hands-on farming. Yeah, no, mate. I, I was just, uh, I was just leveling up the ruts I made in the out in the silage fields. That's all I was doing, just getting that combustion out. But uh, oh, you, yeah. were, you were leveling I, I, up the ruts is with the uh, the cement mixer. The lorries were coming in, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like how we're even now. Yeah, just about twenty liters of classroom. Yeah, perfect, ideal. Yeah. I expect, I expect a bit more than twenty liters. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I look after you. Don't you worry, Jay. Don't you worry. I remember we, we had a bloke Come come on. to the yard. We had a bloke, just a random bloke come to the yard. You could tell he's a bodybuilder that looks of him. He came to the yard once, just asking if he could buy Clostrum of us because he just wanted to drink, practically just drink pure whey protein. And we were like, yeah. mm, no, I don't think food standards would like that. So we said no. Well, I always turned down a cup of tea at your house because I'm used to green top milk, like and blue top milk. Ugh. Oh, wow, it's not even blue top. It's even fucking creamier than that. So. <laughs> well, I remember people uh, people telling me before, they reckon during the war, when rationing was going on, you wouldn't let anything go to waste. So you'd make clostrum rice puddings. Bungalow eat it. Bungalow would eat it, to be fair. Bungalow would drink it with a straw. <laughs> and he'd say, that's right, that, isn't it? <laughs> he'd call it bitty. <laughs> looking his soldiers in it, wouldn't he? Like the Jagan soldier, Jagan Clostrum. Making bread and put butter pudding with Clostrum, yeah. God, I can imagine it. Fuck, you know. Maybe that would be. Was that Sida? That's Maybe why he's that... so big. Yeah. Well, I, I think that could just be the copious amounts of food he eats in general rather than just having Clostrum, to be honest, mate. You know, we had a Snapchat this morning and me have his second breakfast. Yeah, I noticed he sends a lot of Snapchats and doesn't get many replies. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he, he is the only. Ad. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, you are right. I've never applied to him once. No, da- daily we must have, I reckon, three or four Snapchats in the group, and every Snapchat is irrelevant. This morning was second breakfast and a picture of toast with jam on. I genuinely couldn't give a shit. <laughs> Could you care? I, honestly, I couldn't give a flying fuck. <laughs> yes, he sent a picture. Well, that the only funny thing he sent a while was yesterday when he sent a video. Actually, it was all man getting chased by a cockroach. That was quite funny. That was quite funny. Yeah, I did like that. But what I what he did, I, I think, is the cardinal sin of Snapchat. Sends sends it individually and puts it on his story. Yeah, I never, I never understand that. But anyway, what were we up to, Jake? You been busy? Well, last week, mate, I was same as you. Really, I was on girlfriend duties. Uh, Actually went away for a couple of days, and I believe you were in the same scenario, were you? Yeah, you, you were. Um, you were a bit more. You were a bit more romantic than me, though. Mate, I just wanted to go and see Gareth Bale. Fucking hell! Off to Madrid. Who do you think you are? Fucking hell! I did read a newspaper article, and it said that there was um, crowds of people frantically running away from a crazed bull on the streets, and I thought. Christ, Jake must be there already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm hell. getting nothing. You're, like, you're, like, you're lucky your missus is sat next to you, die. <laughs> or they say I'm lucky your missus is sat next to you. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Di even has his missus sat in on podcasts now. <laughs> oh, this is getting cut. That's anyway... Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was yeah no, how was the Lake District anyway, Di? Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It's full of lakes, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, I always wondered why they called I always wondered why they called it that. It was full of them, all of them. And it's funny, we went to the Peak District and it's just full of peaks. But yeah. That is mad, isn't it? But I, I went to Cheddar Gorge in Somerset and didn't find any cheddar whatsoever. Like <laughs> none, none. none. Yeah. Just yeah. more really. Well, in London, West Ham, couldn't find any. No ham whatsoever. Not, not an ounce. Not an ounce. Well, I went to Fish Guard, and all the bouncers were actually humans, not fish. So <laughs> I don't know what the fish were actually guarding. I was Ridian. I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you mean, Ridian? Well, I assume you went to meet Mental Ridian, didn't you? Or oh, as we like to call him, Madrid. <laughs> oh, I like that. That was good. That was good. That was good. And that's why you've got a degree. Because you're <laughs> fucking clever. <laughs> Nothing to do with the fact you wanted four years off the farm. It's to do with your intelligence. Sorry, I'm still laughing at all this funny. Fish card. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway. Should we crack on with this podcast? Great guest today, Jake. Our second vest. I nearly said vest. She is our second vest. I tell you what, this girl will... Well, I spoiled her there, didn't I? Straight away, I've already given a clue. Yes, it's a girl. Um, Play out. What a laugh, The the episode description probably spoiled that. Yeah, you're right. And I even wrote that, so I should really, you know... (laughs) That's it. That's right, guys. Jacob does something. Yeah, I do. So, any spelling mistakes? Ask me. 
<laughs> but yeah, Sophie, yeah, fair play. Um, great chat. What a laugh. Story, and gosh, you can chop a pint. Well, she can chop several pints, can't she? Yeah. You just not not to spoil too much, like, but if you tell her to chop a pint, she'll go, <laughs> oh, really? And we'll be like, yeah, 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 go on. She'll be like, oh, okay. And she downs it. That's pretty much it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like being back in school, peer pressure and people do things. Oh, you wouldn't eat a worm. <laughs> nah, nah, you would never eat a worm. Nah, nah, you aren't going minerals. She eats five worms if you told her that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, good fun. I bet she's a cracking uh, night out, though, die. Imagine her in a night out. Yeah, swigging beer. She's the sort of person you'd want as a vet, though, isn't it? Because half the time when you have a vet out, you know, it's for something that's quite, you know, serious problems or. You know, usually, isn't it? It's usually the fire brigade, unfortunately, in farming, isn't it? Yeah. That we call a vet for. But she would definitely lift your spirits, wouldn't she? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, she said, didn't she, that, um, well, again, that was funny, I think, her favourite day is a TB day because the farmer can actually, you know, there's not an emergency, so per se. It's all day with them and you can just have a laugh. But I, I doubt yeah. you, Jake. There's nothing funny about my TB testing days. I cannot stand it. And I am afraid no, I, t- I take it out on the vet. I'm so rude and so stubborn and so straight with them. Yeah, you're a very different person off camera. You're off pod. You're, you're quite miserable. You're, you're not very nice. His guy's girlfriend is um, nodding by here as well. <laughs> <laughs> She's agreeing with me right now. So, yeah. yeah but anyway, podcast is nice. Anyway, Podcast Die is lovely, and Podcast Die is going to say, ladies and gentlemen, sit back and relax. It's Sophie Harding. Traveling in a fight combi On a hippie trailhead full of zombies I met a strange lady She made me nervous Pabio's podcast with me, David Rees. Me, Jacob Anthony. And our guest this evening, the one, the only, the wonderful Miss Sophie Harding. How are you doing, Sophie? Hey, yeah, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, yeah we're, we're pretty good, thanks. Not, not too bad, the same. I say we're kicking along, Jake. We've literally just told each other how we both have the days from hell. But anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happy podcast vibes, this is, isn't it? You know, this isn't people want doom and gloom, they go and listen to farming today, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, we're men, we're men of the people, and we give the people what they want. And so, I think they want you. We'll see. (laughs) 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 We've got to start with something very, very important. So, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking Guinness, steady. That's Dude. good. No, Guinness. No wine. I'm on the Guinness. Guinness is a solid choice. Solid choice. I'm on some shit we were given at Christmas from some guy who goes trapping. If we're both drinking Guinness, so uh, should we uh, try and split the G every time we start a new pint? 
yeah. Shit, I need to get some more in, but yeah, definitely. Do. <laughs> right, I've just, I've just, I've just gone below. I've just started this one, so uh, yeah, it'll be something to keep us going, won't it? <laughs> I definitely have to visit the in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so do you want to kick us off? Tell us who you are and where you come from. <laughs> I am Sophie. Um, so Victoria Ann actually from a posh person like that. <laughs> um, yeah, don't ask family things. Um, yeah, so I am 27 and I come from Somerset, um, kind of just outside Bristol actually. And then half my family are actually from the Lake District, um, so sort of split. But I've lived down here my whole life, so I, I would class myself as Somerset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not much of a Somerset accent, though. No, I told you, 11 years of elocution lessons, and look what he gave me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to absolutely nestle everything. Um, yeah, my mum's not, like, that northern, really. Um, my dad's got a Somerset, though, but it sort of got randomly picked out of us as children, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I was expecting, like, a whole fuzz accent. Yeah. That's what I expect. I, I was just about to yeah, say. Yeah, my dad, like, my dad walks around like he needs subtitles. It's that bad. <laughs> you mentioned your dad. Does he sell apples? Yeah. You're and Rosemary. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand what you said that. I was like, you are? <laughs> yeah, we do you say instead of, instead of big, does he say good? Yeah. Not that bad, but I do. If I get tired, I say good, and everyone just looks at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was um I was just uh, I was on the weekend I was down in Yeovil visiting a mate and um oh. my missus came down there with me and she's from like proper mid Wales you know proper Welsh first language all of this and she's when when he started talking and he said good she looked at me what 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 does good mean and I said I don't actually know I think it means great turns out it means big I also good meant like it's good <laughs> so when he was going oh great good trainers and stuff like that i thought he meant oh these are great trainers but he meant his big I, trainers i don't know what relevance that would mean but so he's ex harpery and b-tech like me so you know it must be a language that we speak <laughs> I will consider that you took your missus out on a date again, but like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty sketchy night out, Yeovil. Anyway, I can tell you how much. No, really. Funny enough, I haven't seen her since the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so you met. So eleven years. I, is that are you want? You talking about private school then? No, thank God, no. Um, I actually had a list when I was a kid um, to the point that I actually couldn't really speak properly um, with regards to any S's. Um, and so my mum was like, God, this kid is going to get bullied. So I went to elocution lessons then. Um, and then it was actually so bad, the NHS sent me for elocution lessons too. So I had to them twice a week for like the best part of 11 years when I was a kid. Um, and then it all came out of this. <laughs> so I used to be, it used to be really weird. I, I sort of learned to speak. Um, and then I stopped doing them um, when I went to maybe like secondary school. Um, but if I go to public speaking and I stand up, 
like it just sort of clicks back in so like you think really well so when i look back at the first instagram like stories and that i did i just sound completely different i don't sound myself because it's like you're nervous and then you sort of go straight back into what you've been trained to do whereas now i'm like just effing blind and i don't even think i like pronounce a single t like back to how i generally normally speak yeah. But yeah, I'll go speaking in front of people, it probably will come back, maybe. <laughs> nice, nice and natural. Whenever someone's natural, it just makes everything so much easier than worrying, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but say now, mind. Say now, mind. Me and Di uh, were asked to go on the Farmers Weekly podcast before, and we thought we were on <laughs> it. And we started effing and peeing and effing and jeffing. And probably why we didn't get on there for very long, Di. We only had like two <laughs> minutes on it. <laughs> yeah, we're on it. What are you doing? Then he just cut out two minutes. That's what you could ask. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Here are the snippets of our interview with Fabio's podcast." Hey, uh, oh, hiya, mate. All right, yeah. And that's all we have time for this day. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much how it went. So, are you from a farming background or? No, I'm not actually. So there's no farming um, in my family, really. I think my dad might have sallied around on the chicken farm when he was about 14. But there's no real farming. I've never been on a farm until uh, I decided to put myself on one. Um, and yeah, I don't really know where that came from. But it's actually quite nice not coming from farming in some ways because, well, it's not. Like, there's some things and it's with others. Like, today, obviously, I've just started trying to do a lot more farming stuff now given up and learn a lot more about farming and like bloody hell i didn't actually realize how hard farming is so i know it sounds not, like stupid as a vet like i appreciate you work really hard for just like all the stuff it's like bread and butter and like you know hitching on moving sheep moving animals like using all your equipment i thank god i bloody clear how to do any of it i can literally look at your sick animal and tell you what you need to do xyz um but even with regards to like, feeding i and nutrition that to learn all of that so i can say oh like you know you need <coughs> to have better feed bloody blah but can i tell you how to make that better feed not really no um so it's kind of been a bit of a weird one to be a farm vet and not have that background but yeah. at the same time like, i think i've done all right <laughs> yeah. i've never looked more appreciation for farmers these last few weeks and i've actually tried to farm as opposed to be a vet yeah, that is easy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you trying to be a farmer, but do you want to just tell us how you ended up in veterinary then? Because it, it, it was it like coming from the outside, is farm like we all know farmers' daughters and uh, farmers' sons that become farm vets, mm. but from the outside, is it a is it a, a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Is it a attract an attractive proposition? Oh, very good. I don't know what that actually means. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it? I don't know. I think it's... Sorry, I'm about to take my hat off. Look at this barnet. Um, That's all right. Mine's starting to go, so I, I don't really do that. Mine's full of coffee. Yeah. I think it is. Like, I mean, I, I think there's quite a lot of farm vets now that aren't from farming to some extent or um, don't have much deer farming and they sort of fall into love with the farm way of vetting in life. It's a very different vet lifestyle to doing small equine, like completely different as in to the point that if I had to be a small animal vet, I probably wouldn't be a vet, like fundamentally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in that way, 
I think it is and it's getting more and more common. I think a lot of people are scared by it because there's so much to know and fundamentally like the people you're dealing with have knowledge. They're not sort of people that haven't really got a clue yeah, um, yes, about yeah. the animals or the feeding or anything like that. Like they've seen a lot of diseases and a lot of the time they've got a lot more experience and a lot of things than you have when you first start out especially. So um, I think it's quite daunting in that way. But, you know, I don't think it's something that should put people off. I don't think, I think that probably put people off more than not being from farming. It's just, they're kind of scared that their clients are going to know a lot more than them and uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, That's a really good point. Yeah, I've never thought of that. Like if someone, if someone, if Joe Bloggs brings their cat in and you say this, the problem is A, B, X, Y, we need to do we need to do such and such they'll just go along with it but a farmer might bloody say no you're wrong <laughs> I yeah and they will yeah. like they, they won't they're not for they're not that uncommon for a lot of farmers and i love that about them um and i'll let you spade a spade won't they but um yeah. yeah like normally with like it's all i'm always the same as with people like you google any symptom and it tells you you've got cancer whatever that symptom is doesn't it it's suddenly oh well, at least it's not dying of cancer that's brilliant <laughs> whereas like for the farm animal you sort of can go i think it's this and they'll be like i've seen that love it ain't that or something like that yeah and obviously when you first start with a new grad well you've actually not seen it so shit like what do i do now yeah and it can be quite like that <laughs> Because like, so, um, what, what, where, where did you go to be a vet? Which um, vet school did you go to, Sof? I went to Nottingham, actually. Um, Ooh, I, oh, I thought you might have done Bristol being on your doorstep. Nah, 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 nah. that's why I didn't do Bristol. <laughs> very sensible, very sensible. Everyone uh, move away out of their area for a little bit, shouldn't they? <laughs> so tell us, what was Nottingham like then? Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about the uni. Yeah, it's class, actually. Um, the vet school's slightly different. Because you're a little bit further out, so you're kind of actually close to the Loughborough. But I quite like that because you're sort of in the country, and then you have the best of both worlds. So you guys not even a little bit, but you're always quite like studenty. And then you used to think, well, I don't know. We used to like for the first few years go into Loughborough quite a lot because although it was like, quite studenty, like well, it's like a sport village in it. So the men were just ridiculously fit. So we used to just go there basically. Well, I <laughs> Loughborough will be, I've got loads and loads of sports teams, isn't it? So what, you just go on Tinder, set, Tinder, set your uh, radius to <laughs> three miles. So yeah. I, remember, I remember Harper Firsts in rugby playing like Loughborough Sevenths. Uh, yeah. And it's like, that's, that's the level they're at, yeah. Yeah, I think they were like one below Prem, but that's what you do. You, you just, you know, take a, take a Sunday morning, like Saturday morning drive into Loughborough, sit in the middle, three mile radius, see it on Tinder. <laughs> 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 you, you're not joking, are you? <laughs> we all my mate, my mate actually wants we wrote her number down and she threw it on a piece of paper out of this rugby player just walking past and just like hit him in the face with her number he's like told me I was like fucking hell we're in my car like <laughs> she did that and then obviously came to a stop at like the traffic lights and he then like crossed the road in front of us and I was just like
Do you, uh, do you ever bump into Robin? Robin. What? Hey! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm blonde! I'm so blonde! I actually went to shoot with Forrest once and I was like, look at this! But he was just like, a Forrest. God, it's just full of merry men, isn't it? You can't move from. You're the pipe, you know? I suppose the vets are, you know, vets do rob from the poor, don't they? So, you want that one in well, fair play, boys. Oh, Jake. And people do that isn't scripted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> oh god the amount of cash and jobs I've been offered at the left like left me job is unbelievable <laughs> so when were you in Nottingham? Um, ooh, I went to Nottingham 2013, 2014 maybe ooh, and I was there for five really? years same as me then how did you go to Nottingham? oh no dickhead uh, I just uni <laughs> at the same time Di, Di went to Harper wow. I knew we'd have to squeeze it in somehow Sorry. Can I just? I'm very aware that I just call you a dickhead. Um, <laughs> I'm very <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I didn't even register you called me a dickhead. That's the <laughs> I get called it. I just didn't even know it. You made it work. Uh, you have, oh, a, way, sorry, you have a way with guests. You have an absolute way with guests, babe. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry, Amber. I thought I was worried you might have been in during COVID times, but obviously not. Nah, I got out. I got out the year before um, COVID hit, so I was a lucky one. I just basically did all my betting as, well, as a COVID well, I guess we're all taking a swig for mentioning COVID. Drink oh, every day. Oh my God, did you just see a Guinness off then? Yeah, that was a big swig. Nah. I got a bit like there. She, uh, she's actually out drinking me, look. Like. It's not hard. <laughs> 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 Die right. uh, drinks, you know, throughout the night, he's always got a drink in his hand, but it's only ever half full. <laughs> you are known for that, new Die. J- Jake, are we, are we really going there? <laughs> <laughs> not after my, not after my performance lately. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to that. Uh, so, did you, obviously graduated, uh, straight into a job? Is, is it... I, I, are vet jobs easy to come by? Hard to come by? I I, I wouldn't know. They are so easy to come by. Um, I like everyone's crying out for vets. Literally finding a job is pretty much a piece of piss. That's finding a good man. one is that farm uh, then or all vets? Pretty much all vets. Yeah. Farm is yeah. You wouldn't really want to be a farm vet, I think. But then people are now realizing actually, compared to small animal, maybe it's a lot better. But yeah, finding a vet job is. Easy, that's so easy. Every pretty much everyone's employing, but finding a good vet job is where it's hard. And obviously, part of that comes by the fact that everyone's understaffed, so then you're always overworked in, in that way. But I, so I was really lucky with mine, I, I had a sound, sound job. Yeah. Well, I, hear, I hear loads with farm vets. Uh, there's a lot of people don't want to do it, and a lot of it comes down to because they don't want to be TB testing four days a week, is why a lot of practices seem to struggle to keep vets is because especially in you know south wales southwest of england because a lot of vets don't seem to want to be you know they, they want to actually get out and be hands-on rather than just tb testing I, I don't that's that's just what i've heard anyway about places so is that do you um, find that yourself yeah no i do agree with you um I, don't, but I also think sometimes people can say that as like an easy get out way out it's, it's, it's an understandable way out isn't it because you can say about it and people go oh yeah that's shit 
as opposed to actually having to discuss all the like other issues. I don't know. Like, I think TV testing, like to me, is a bit of a mentality. Like we had really sound clients, and I quite enjoyed it because, like, generally I'm pretty like nosy. I like being on farms. So it's like the first time you just get to relax. Well, it's not it's not really relaxable, is it? But like. You sort of stand there, you have a good chat, if you're a good client, you get a good crack, hopefully they feed you, and you get to see all the stock as opposed to seeing the six stocks. So you can get like, a gauge of farm, how the farm works, actually the stand, level of like, standard they're at, which is yeah. quite different when you grab it, and gets you on farm, gets you talking. And then generally, at them, you're not just standing there moaning, you're either having a laugh, or you probably are chatting about their farm, their farm systems, and where they can make improvements. So I think it depends how you look at them. That's, that's spot on you say that, so although TV testing here we find it obviously is a really stressful day, but you're literally having, your whole herd is having uh, once over by the vet, you know, yeah. so, and like we're really good friends out there, so we're asking her questions, we're having like free advice throughout the day, so yeah, exactly although, it's, although it's stressful, she's, you know, giving the herd a once over and you're talking things through with her as you, you know, as the day goes on, so in, in that regards, it's... Do you take find the, best, the actual TV test out of it. It's a pretty good thing to have a once-over of the whole herd that you probably wouldn't do if you weren't doing, you know. But do you find that farmers are really not happy and talkative and want to get to know you, and then as soon as you give them uh, an inconclusive, they just go deadly silent? How are you, Jake? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> she's been frozen like that for a while and it's a very funny face I wondered why she wasn't agreeing with me I'm my riveting <laughs> point there <laughs> it does look like she's objecting to what you're saying <laughs> yeah it did I was thinking oh shit <laughs> yeah oh well so uh, you have to match or I would say I'll tell you what mate this um this guy that we had, he goes um, like show jumping that his daughter does in the continent. He brought us some lager. He buys bales of us for Christmas. It's the nicest lager I think I've ever had. I don't even know where it's from. I think it's yeah. Belgium. It's in like French, but I don't think it's French. It's fucking so nice. You know when something doesn't even taste alcoholic? Yeah, well, I remember uh, in Harrods, I paid £10 for a pint. I was like, I'm not having a second. It was so fucking nice. I had two or three. Yeah, fucking... Like, literally, this is like water. Yeah. Alcohol content on it is still 5.4, but it tastes like fucking water. Yeah, That's I know. That's dangerous, isn't it? Yeah. When I say water, it tastes like treacle. It's probably a better way to say it's sweet, you know? Yeah, like honey. Sorry. I don't know what happened then. It's, it's, just, just, not, it's just not good enough. Uh, it's all right, though. So I did do um, garage work. I had to stop having a paddy and got some more drinks, so we're good. We're all good now. Oh, okay, <laughs> then, yeah, you forgive me. I'm gonna have to play the um, G game. I can't. I don't even know what it's called. I just play it with John Smith instead now. But we'll be all right, won't we? Just, just. Well, I love John Smith. It's such an easy drink, isn't it? I love John. Smith. Hardly anywhere serves like a John Smith. When you drive to my mate's house in Leeds, we drive past the John Smith's factory. It's fucking massive. Where are they based? It's outside Leeds. Oh yeah. Uh, they are Yorkshire, aren't they? Tabs caster, wherever the fuck that is. <laughs> what just move out? <laughs> right, let's see you. If you you just poured a fresh pint, let's see you. Split the G. Right. <laughs> oh, 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 that's perfect. Oh, oh, well, 
was perfect. You're gonna have to finish off for your drink now, mate. Yeah, right. That's like one nil now. Hang on, well, well, we're at it. I'll just put half a pint in this so I can have a look. No, you're not going to pour Guinness into a Guinness. No. Oh, do See what I mean? Like, he constantly just drinks half a pint all night, but then everyone thinks, well, he's opening another can. He's opening. It's when people think, oh, he's got a heavy actually. He just lifts like half pints everywhere. No, I know that's yeah, right. He's that guy. Really? He's that guy. <laughs> you, you guys done? Yeah, right. Oh my god, die! You're only half on the half, then. What? You almost half on the point there. Die! You went about halfway on the half, not the G. Look at my arm, Finn. Look at my glasses. That's all I got. But normally, you've got to get it between the half and the G. So splitting the G was a lot easier. Yeah, 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 yeah. We always say it's you got to get it between the half and the G. That's proper hard. Yeah. That's class. But anyway. Anyway, yeah. Drinking <laughs> antics aside. So you mentioned you, you strolled straight into a job. Where and where is that? Um, so I've got a job in North Somerset. So it was just by Bristol Airport. So they go up. They cover the sort of bottom half of Bristol. Anyone's sort of pet goats and stuff. Not many farm animals in Bristol, is there? Um, and then we go all the way out towards Bath, um, to have a sort of area around Bath. Then we took over pretty much most of the Mendips. We had a few sort of split farmers there. And then we go all the way down sort of Highbridge, um, Burnham on Sea, right down there. Um, it was probably about two and a half hours across. Oh, God, we went all the way out to the sea as well. So probably about two, two and a half hours top to bottom. Um, but we had the M5 on it, which helped a lot. Um, but it supported at one point it was a 10 vet team. I think now it's a nine vet team, but we got a, they got a vet tech and we got a TV tester as well. Um, so yeah, pretty, pretty big farm vet team. That's all 100% farm animal as well. So yeah, it's they a were doing spread, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, you know what? I really enjoyed it. Like it was class. Um, but it's funny because still now there's probably clients where I haven't met them because they started doing during COVID. We're working from our houses. So like, where the, the way it worked out in practice, all the vets were based across the area and then we'd all sort of have a one practice hub. So when we were doing COVID, we were all sort of working from our home. Like I was sort of seeing all the farmers within 25, 30 minutes of my house pretty much. So it was quite funny that I'd go to see someone like last week or on call or something. Well, not last week, a few weeks ago or on call. And they'd be like, oh, right, love, like how long have you been at the practice for? And I'd be like, two and a half years. No, <laughs> 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 you're not. I was like, no, I literally have. <laughs> I just make a joke out of it, like, imagine avoiding me and stuff. But yeah, it was quite funny, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'd have quite yeah, a varied area, would you? Then, so, huh? like, like, you'd have quite a varied clientele, would you? You'd have plenty of beef and sheep along with dairy as well, would you? Oh, uh, yeah. No, we had a, I, I think we had a really nice um, sort of mix of clientele, actually. Um, yeah, Hard to say, actually. Probably 50-60% dairy. Um, and then sort of beef and sheep. We had a few smallholders. Um, and then some of the uh, vets did a bit more exotic stuff and into zoo medicine and things like that. Uh, but, yeah, I tried to stay a little bit away from that. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I did. I, you know, I quite often go and see, like, I was back with our packers. Um, I quite often go and see goats and stuff like that. And it was, it was anything weird. It kind of got to the point where they were like, oh, well, 
So if you're sick, put it in a column, she won't moan. <laughs> so I see all the birds as well. Like, I see a lot oh. of, like, poultry. Um, not production poultry, like, the backyard poultry. Yeah. Yeah, like, say if you've got chickens, she'll do that crap. She'll say that. <laughs> people really like their chickens. <laughs> do you, uh, what do you think of going and doing al- work with alpacas? Do you like it or not? Um, I always feel like I'm a pain in the I've got one pet alpaca. And I always feel like when I phone the vets up, sorry, die. Listeners of the pod will know that in episode one you said you had two alpacas. What's happened? Are you killed one? <laughs> oh, well, no, cream killed the other one. So, <laughs> was cream killed strawberry? <laughs> well, he was actually not called strawberry. He was actually called Coke. Well, you called him strawberry because I told you what cream's name was. All oh, right. So, yeah. Wait, did your alpaca kill the other alpaca? Yeah, they're really nasty, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. You've got, yeah. You've got really cool. cream. No, cream. Cream's the alpha alpaca, and he killed. <laughs> I presume it's his brother. I don't know. We bought them off somewhere down West Wales. Well, we actually borrowed a friend bought them off somewhere down West Wales, and they came on holiday. Stole them. And never went home. You stole them, yeah. <laughs> they arrived in the back of the pickup. He lifted them out. <laughs> No, we didn't. I think they were wild alpacas, you know, yeah. the native yeah. of the Pembrokeshire. So, yeah. Yeah. They're native wild ones in the UK, yeah, I've heard them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I don't know why, but I don't think our vets particularly like cream. I don't know why. You know when you just get a feeling? I always feel like I'm <laughs> ass asking him to come and trim his teeth or do something to him. Yeah, um, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I think alpacas is a lot of... Um, they're sort of a relatively newer animal, aren't they? So you, a lot of people now saying alpacas never actually heard about them, talked about them, anything like that in vet school. So it's just like, yeah. what the fuck is this rat covered in wool that kind of acts like a horse, kind of acts like a giraffe, kind of acts like a sheep, kind of just does what it likes, what we do with it. Yeah. Um, but now like, I get a bit of teaching with them. I did a bit here and there before I went to vet school. And like, there's quite a lot of CPD and stuff you can do on them now. And you've got a few vets knocking around that are like sort of specialised in alpaca vets. Um, some of them are pretty sound as well. I've like, got on Instagram and they sort of go, oh, you know, treat it like this, but this is worse. Or, oh, you can treat it like a horse in this disease. And so, yeah, I, I get away okay with them through that. And my boss is really good at that sort of stuff. But a lot of vets see an alpaca and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I shouldn't say that like I'm digging out vets but that is a bit like what it can be like <laughs> I, I remember um, the old vet that was working uh, practice he emigrated then he was like a friend as well like and I remember seeing him on a night out one night after he'd been to hours in the week trimming his teeth and he said mate have you not got rid of that alpaca yet I fucking hate him when he was <laughs> a great, great accent great class. That was class. I was like, this is good. <laughs> Sorry. How, <laughs> you that performance? That is a lot better. <laughs> how, how, how have we waited 30 episodes to hear that, Jake? That's fucking gold. Hey, mate, my, my mother has uh, lived in South Africa as a little girl. Afrikaans, second language. So, <laughs> What else can you do? What else can you got stuffed up there? Yeah, well, I can't, I can't speak Welsh if that's any good. I can't do that, you know? So, <laughs> um, what other accents have I got? That's pro- probably it. I just... Look in the mirror and practice my South African accent. But I know, I, um, know. I am massive. I could play for the Springboks. I'm, you know, that sort of physical. Yeah. Yeah. I know the nasty. You're like, oh, yeah, quibbling then. <laughs> <laughs> they're nasty, and they're Jake. I know they spit, don't they? What? 
Uh, Afrikaans now or Afrikaans. Oh, I thought you were. <laughs> yeah. <Are> they <laughs> mine, um, mine, he does. He, yeah, they're quite territorial, aren't they? And like, I know, I know. J- Jake says they spit like hell because I know when he finished shearing them, he looked like a porn star. <laughs> like it's just all spit all over. <laughs> no, mine. Um, I actually had to. That's a quite funny story. I don't know if it's like uh, you had to be that story there. But like, and then there was, you know, well, obviously not seeing my dad, but like my dad thinks he's like this quite big macho man. And then I had these two alpacas and I kind of forgot that they were coming. So she, the woman just sort of walked them across like um, our lawn and my dad just heard him like, he looked out the window. He's like, what the fuck is that coming across my lawn? And I looked out and I was like, I was only about 15, 16 at the time. And I was like, oh shit, sorry. I forgot to say to this woman, she can chuck them in our paddock if, um, she runs out, runs out of grazing, and he went, oh, they want the fucking lanky giraffes in my paddock. <laughs> and then the woman was sort of stood there, and he threw our packers like, on the hole there. And I was like, no, it's fine, it's fine, put them in. Because she walked them two hours from her after to mine. And um, anyway, like, they started fighting as they do, so they were like males and that, started biting each other. So he went to catch him, and I was like, oh, Dad, like, just put them in a the corner with me here, it'd be fine. And Dad's like, all right, I've got this. Like, and I have a fence panel mind, like, backing it up into the corner. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what's that one? going to spit on you. And he was like, no, it ain't. And he was like, yeah, it is. He went, no, it ain't. And it just turned around. And he had a Harris fence panel like that. And it was just straight, like, straight in the face. You know, like cartoons when it kind of comes flying past. Yeah. And it's straight up and down. And he just turned around and went, the dirty bastard. And just threw up. <laughs> like, just threw up. Like, on the floor, there was like, Ugh! And erecting me like that is bad. And I was like, Chris. And like, we had this woman around at the moment that knows my dad. And like, he's like, he's called Matt here. And she was, we just cried. And he was like, This ain't funny. And we're like, Nah, like, it is. Like, I've got him proper. But they are green. So then, like, I even tried when I ate one thinking, Oh, maybe I've got some value. But no, it didn't taste nice. No. <laughs> Sorry, you ate one? Yeah, well, you can get a pack of steaks and stuff, can't you? So I thought, Oh, I'll try that. But no, it was it wasn't that nice. But if you, if you get it in like chili, places like that where they actually cook up up and not a lot, up, it's really nice. But my dad just as like any any man would, they put it on a barbecue, it'd be amazing. And sort of just kind of cooked it like a flash steak on barbecue. Yeah. Then but it was it was pretty awful. Yeah, I can't imagine as I can't imagine there's much fat or anything on them because like Cream is very, very. Once you shear him, there's nothing to them, is it? They look a lot bigger than what they you are. They're stop, so bloody well, light. Can and you pickle. stop using his name, please? Why? <laughs> Cute. <laughs> cream. Cream's my pride and joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm missing a joke, Di. You're going to have to explain for me. Oh, this is why I don't do well on farm. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Moving on. So, go get some more beers. Quick little loo break, and let's hear what Kiwi Kit this week have for all those budding vets out there. Kiwi Kit are proud sponsors of the Pub Yields podcast, bringing New Zealand solutions to British farmers, fencing contractors and vets. As spring carving begins, we have a range of great products available to you, including stallion feeders, cattle tags and true test tag readers. 
For more information, visit the link below or on the PubYield social media pages. Furthermore, to help you out with your calf rearing, we are offering 10% off of stallion feeders using the code PubYield22. Cheers, boys. <laughs> so, to bring the mood down, no, no, bring the mood down a bit. Obviously, we always have farm vets who are brilliant and, you know, they're experienced. They've been doing it like 10 years plus. How hard is it to transition? Like, obviously, you're very confident and you're, but like, from the day out of vet school to being like very competent, like, th there must be so many learning curves and like you have to gain so much experience. But of course, at the same time, you're constantly being judged by some farmer somewhere. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with you on that. Like, that for me all came down to the job. That's why. I I say to people it's really important to find the right job so I was like really lucky I don't know what happens to me I sort of like bumble along life like taking the piss and I end up landing on my feet I don't really know how it happens but um I sort of landed on the feet where I am and they basically they're very used to taking new grads like their whole structures that they set up was they took new grads and they aimed at new grads to stay and they trained them up um, and they'd make the vet how their client sort of wants the vet because that's they were also clients for the two vets that were training you, they were here three, four, whatnot. Um, so our clients were pretty used to having new grads, so it was actually quite exciting. But they were also very much like, ring your boss. You know, if you're not sure, ring your boss, we won't judge you on that. Um, and there was a lot more judgment. There'd be a lot more judgment from the clients I had if I didn't ring the boss than if I rang the boss and they went, yeah, or rang the boss and said, can you come out and you need help? So I was really lucky in that way. Um, and that also comes down to where to boss. Like I'm quite, um, I don't know, people think I'm quite confident. I think like, the problem is I talk a lot when I'm happy, when I'm excited, when I'm nervous. Like, I just talk a lot. I think I always come across like yeah. I'm confident. But, <laughs> you shock me. Yeah, that's where I am. <laughs> um, and so my bosses are very good at managing me. Cause I, was, I was really happy to give anything to go if I felt supported. If I didn't feel supported, I wouldn't want to give it a go in case it copped it up, if that makes sense. Yeah. My bosses were very good at knowing when I was capable and I thought I wasn't, and they would tell me they on their way when they might not have been on their way or something like that, knowing I could do it, but I just needed that reassurance. Or they would know when they needed to be reeled in, or they'd know when I needed to be pushed. Um, and that's really rare to get in a practice. So yeah. I think it's quite hard like a question for me to answer properly on that because of where I am. I haven't had like a horrendous situation where I had a horrible boss and I was left on my own and you know I had no one to support, no one to pick up the stone because I never had that. Whereas a lot most people I know will have had that. Uh, or will have been through that. Um it's, yeah. It's funny right like I don't know how Jake finds it because like the farm we are here, my parents are very soft, like they're very loving happy like people arrive cup of tea come in you know life story that sort of job so then I, I find that we always get sent like newly graduated wet behind the ears little vet students yeah. because yeah. the vet knows oh well they'll they'll be soft they'll be nice for them but I I, I think uh, without naming any names Jake I know some farms I'm like well there's no way they'd send you there you know yeah. because you would get hammered which is fine you know whatever but then I do feel that because we're nice people, we're having to, you know, not put up, but, you know, we're having to deal with less qualified vets. Can I, just say that, can I just interrupt you there? Your mum and dad are nice people. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Suddenly, when, when driving from the car, everyone's 15 grad year graduated plus coming. No one below. If, yeah, if I, if I ring, it's, it's only the boss. It's only the, it's only the I boss. I just shot up the premises as I arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was told by a friend of mine that's um, a vet down West Wales that there is actually such thing as a dick list. Um, apparently, yes, there is. You know, there's, there's a there dick is. list. <laughs> and die would be on that dick list, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> die would just be so fucking miserable. They'd turn up, he'd have his hood up with his headphones. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be proud Get it in yourself. <laughs> Don't ring me for you, anything. <laughs> yeah, that would be die. I got some concrete in like, Ring me when this. <laughs> ring me when this. Something I need. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I agree. Like, uh, that's where I get uh, that comes down to vet practice, and they ours vet practice was very much um, so it, it was structured. So you'd have a so new grad came every surgery, every carving call, every thing like that. The new grad went like they would be going, and it would be managed by one of our receptionists who was class. That there was always a vet free to back her up. Um, and so if we knew it was probably going to be a cesarean, she'd make sure someone was free. And if it was maybe a car in that, there was always someone to back them. And our farmers, I think, never, we never really had any, I think, that would say, no, I won't have a new grad. We might have some that would go, ring up and go, oh, could you send them back when they've got like, a bit more experience? And then you send six, them six months later and they're sound. But they were, they were never worried because there was always that support. And like, they kind of value, um, like I was always very like cautious with regards to you know that is someone's livelihood, that's their business, that could work a lot to them. If I don't think I can do it, or there's a niggling in my head that I might not be able to do this as well as someone else, and it's fast, then I'll bring somebody else, and that's what they expect, mm-hmm. and that's what was employed. I think they have had someone in the past who was employed that literally thought he was like the bad big bollocks, and ringing was a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. And the pharmacy right for that, that's just bullshit, isn't it? Like, you see straight through them sort of people and you think, I don't want them back because they haven't really got the best interest of the animal. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, like, what's important is the farm, is your like, relationship with the, with the farmer and the animal's in front of you, not your ego. Um, and that's my attitude towards betting. But, yeah, no, it, it, it's very dependent on the, the practice and sometimes it's not worth it. But I think it's also down to the bosses to manage those clients and they can realise that, you know, they are supported and it's fine and, yeah, you know, yeah. they, they might not be there, but they're on the end of the phone and therefore it, you're getting, in effect, if I go and see an animal and I call my vet or a video call my vet from 21st century, <laughs> they're yeah. getting two better opinions, aren't they? And they're like, oh, that's class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I remember, again, we had a cow with a twisted uterus so she couldn't carve mm-hmm. and it was, you know, like midnight, 1am maybe, so we rang the vet and um, this... Well, it sounds so so, so condescending. This like girl came out, who, like she obviously wasn't, but she, she could have passed for sixteen. Like she looked so young yeah. and so timid, but she got out of the car, and the first thing she said to me as I walked across the yard, the first thing she said was, "Don't worry, someone else is coming now." And I, I thought, oh, I said, oh, "Okay," but I just thought, God, she must have been petrified because farmers, yeah. farmers can be so abrasive and so rude that somebody would have gone. Oh, what the blood, you know, and I, I thought, oh, you poor thing, like, are you supposed to get ahead in life if people are just going to keep knocking that's, you down? And, and that's just, horrible, because everyone's got to start somewhere, yeah, exactly, like I said, oh, come on, we'll have a look now, and, uh, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I just remember thinking at the time, oh, I, I, I wonder at what point on the car journey do you start thinking, oh, I'm going to have to tell him soon, you know, don't worry, don't worry about me, 
And I was like, oh, you... It's just like what's been said to you in the past. Like, I think it's hard, like, a lot of people... Like, if someone says something to me, like, I generally try to make a joke of it. Or, like, if they're really abrasive to me, like, I'm like, right, that's it. Like, you're my challenge. I will break you down and we'll be having a conversation and we will get on by the time we're, like... It might not be straight away, but it'll be, like, three, four visits in, like... You don't have to like me, but you will get on with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, you know, if you go to every farm and you're just getting the same sort of, oh, God, you're like a child and all that. And it's hard because, obviously, we're getting older. Like, they look younger. Like, even to me, to some of the students, I'm like, how the hell are you a vet student? Like, you look like you're about 12. Oh, it's all fun, yeah. <laughs> so if someone is, like, 60, 70, they might be looking at them like, I could have popped you out as a grandchild. Like, you know, you could be my grandchild. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think the first few years, especially as a farm vet, you're learning a lot because you're not just learning how to be a vet, you're also learning this very different sort of interaction <laughs> to the general public, um, especially if you've not really interacted with farmers before, which some of them haven't. And on top of that, you're also learning, you need to learn the basics of farming as well as being a vet. So it's, it's a lot to learn, um, it's a lot to sort of throw yourself into. But... Um, it, it is so down to the practice. It, it, it really is. And it's down to the practice to manage their clients and to look after you as a vet and to push you on and know when you can't do the things and know when you can do the things. And, like, like, when I first joined, I was so lucky. Like, I look back at it now and I look back at my diary and I was thinking, bloody hell, like, if I looked at it now, I'd be like, God, that was dead. Whereas back then, I was like, oh, God, this is stressful. I'm off, busy. And I looked at it and you think, oh, God, that's so managed. Like, my, my calls were so managed to make sure it was things that, like, challenged me but didn't do me over. Yeah. or things I'd be able to do but might just need a phone call for and stuff like that um, but like I said like one of our biggest clients I think I went called out to a sick cow for him so he would probably have like over a thousand and a half dairy animals you know they're talking like they, they, they see a lot and I was sent to look at a sick animal for him and he was absolutely like nice as pie really respected my opinion and I was like look I'm like three weeks out I'm, I know I wasn't even left I was like two weeks out just mind if I just bring my boss and chat this through. He was like, sound, he's like, I trust, he's like, that's the answer I was hoping you'd have. Like, really respect your decision for that. And I rang, I said, X, Y, Z, I want to do this, 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 this. And she went, oh, you might want to add in, like, a jab of this just to cover all bases. And I was like, perfect. And he was really happy, I was happy, and, like, got on really well. Whereas I think a lot of vets might, instead of sending a new grad, they go, oh, God, that's a big client there, and then you've got to send someone else to the sick animal. Yeah. So it's all about how they manage it as well. And as long as the client knows that I've been supported I don't think they worry too much it's when they think that that's what they've got and they've only got that and no one cares and that's that's when people get pissed off isn't it? when you think no one cares yeah 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 but I suppose farmers are difficult clients but have you seen the other side the small animal clients who are like I don't care what it takes this 23 year old Labrador must live <laughs> Yeah, um, like literally, I moved into ICU um, when I was a student, and I, this is what I knew I was a farm vet. Walking to ICU, there were 17 dogs and cats in there. And I literally walked along and I was like, every single one, but well, I think there would be about four left if I had my way. Everything was just put down central. Yeah. It's like, what, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. I understand yeah. people's opinion, uh, decisions and stuff, but you also sort of look at it and think, like, we're lucky, like, we have the gift to be able to put animals down. Like, people will always make it really sad. No, I think it's really special. I think it's really special to be able to give something the option of being put out of its pain and yeah. option of being put out of something that's not curable. 
A human is expected to live for, say, 80 years. And if they get past 100, it's, oh, you know, yeah. what a wonderful life. Blah, blah, blah. A dog is expected to live for maybe 15 years. And they want it, they just, people just want it to live forever. <laughs> you see, yeah, no, 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 I didn't see that because they, they literally become part of this family for a lot of people. They are a child, aren't they? Yeah. And you can see that. And I do think, like, as well in the, like, in the UK, like, especially people generally, because we don't put them down, it's not in your mindset to be that way of thinking. I think of a lot of farmers, like, it's used to putting animals down or, like, yeah. telling animals the business. So in your mindset, you think, well, my dog's got, like, Something wrong with its heart. It's now got cancer in the leg. It's starting to go. I'll put it down. Where a lot of people wouldn't have that mentality of thinking because in like the NHS and stuff, you're healed. You're not. You're never put down. You're constantly on something, aren't you? So it's it's a very I, different mentality. I, I bet one must be so difficult as if, like, obviously, I imagine you have like a family dog that your kids grew up with, and now eight-year-old Timmy wants to know why the Labradors hasn't come home from the vet. And, you know, like, I bet pe- people must be like, I don't care what it takes. I have to take that dog home. Yeah. Right, so it, it is sad, though, and like you said, because they've become part of the family. I, you know, I, I'm a fully grown man. I cried when our dog was put down a couple of years ago, you know. And, oh, oh, well. and I, like, our old Spaniel now, she's like house dog. She's like 14, 15 or whatever. I know how days come in, like, and I'm a farmer. I see death, you know regularly enough you know and i'll probably still cry like a baby you know you just oh, do it you get so attached yeah. to them and i i right. take my i take my hat off the vets having the i bet some of the hardest places you must go is when you go to see in inverted comma big macho farmers you know very masculine um industry and then you go there and you probably have some clients where their family dog then you see fully grown men who you in a complete different environment in the house crying over their dog. I bet you've had to have those conversations with them before, and I bet it's horrendous. Yeah, it's insane. Like, I'm a bit... I'm, 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 I keep looking at my dog thinking, like, I'm actually getting upset more about leaving the dog than my parents. And they're like, oh, aren't you going to be... That's a bit wrong. And I'm like, well, no, because like, I can just talk to you on video call, like, I'm gone. I ain't going to see her. She dies. Like, I'm actually, like, really upset about it. And I agree, like, they become part of your family, don't they? And how much they understand, well, I don't think people really give them credit for. But it's like, it's like any animal, though. I've seen people crying over cows, crying over sheep. And you do, it's, you get these attachments to them and you want to do the best you possibly can. And to everyone, the best is something different. And that's up to them as their animal, isn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah. But um, yeah, put, put downs are hard. Like, I hate them. And I get in my head so much about them because. You really, it's the one thing you want to do well, isn't it? Like, it's the last thing you do for that animal as a vet. Yeah. You know, you give it, you're only giving a service, and often with farmers, it's like, you know, the person they have to put down is probably one of the vets they feel closest to. Um, so you're doing that. Already you've got like, an emotional attachment with the farmers, and that, and then it's the last service you're doing for that animal, and there's just nothing worse than it going wrong. And some of them do, and that's how it is. But you just think, like, Oh, I don't know. they were they were the biggest stress for me ever, and they probably will be for the rest of my life. Like I just, yeah. I hate. I remember seeing like a dog PTS on the column, like all day. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my, my dog. When my dog goes, it'll knock me for absolute. It'll knock me for six. I'll be, 
I'll be done for about a month, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be a wreck. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's similar. No, I agree. It's similar as well, only when you see, um, oh God, just touching on dogs, you were saying like it's, it was harder to say goodbye to your dog than your parents go to New Zealand because your parents know where you've gone. Your dog thinks yeah. you've abandoned them. Yeah. And like when I went to uni, oh, I, can't. I didn't think this much into it. I, I went and got a collie, and there's actually some studies showing that like collies are most in tune with people. Like the number of times they look at a person's face comparison to yeah. standard dog is a lot higher, obviously because they like sort of read expressions and that, and they're working with you to work and stuff, aren't they? Whatever. And um, I didn't think much into it. I bought a collie, like trained her up for the year, and that was going to take a uni of me, but I couldn't take a first year. Took it, well, I went away to uni and like she just like she's not good six and I didn't really think I thought I'm really into it as a person. But my dad said like when I left she just sort of didn't really know what to do, like she didn't really know who to respond to, like she didn't really know who to come back to properly. Like, she'd come back to it, but it was a bit like where's Sophie and like they'd call and she'd look around for us and then realize she had to come back from there and stuff, like really weird little subtle things like that. Yeah, and then then I'm just got used to them. But now I feel like I've come back two years. Like she's been with me all the time, and I'm just gonna piss off again. Like the poor dog. I know. I know. My dog learned that when I was putting stuff in the boot of my car, it meant I was going back to uni. Yeah. She, she learned because she she's like you know she's always with me. But when I'd be doing that job, she'd literally be by my. You know, you're tripping yeah, over, I mean, they look at you like differently. Don't they? They've got, it's just got a different pressure, and you're like, Shh. <laughs> oh god! Oh, no, we did happy, happy, happy pod. Happy pod. Let's let's talk about happy. fun things. Anyway, what I was, um, oh, well, actually, if we're doing happy, I was going to go to TB. If we're doing happy pod, yeah, let's swift straight over. Yeah. TV. That's it, man. I'm not going to even come depressed about my dogs. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 not talk about TB. TV's depressing, you know. So, so we've got cattle then as well. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, beef, we're beef cattle. We are in dyes dairy. Have you been hit? But I was simply asked that question. Not really. Oh no, touch wood, touch wood, no, touch wood. We're relatively lucky because South Wales is quite bad. But our patch of South Wales is relatively. It's not too bad at this moment in time. Touch wood, is it? Uh, we're not big dairy countries here. We're not. Um, um, uh, you know, like, it's all, like, uh, you don't really something behind it in the feeding, probably, like, you know, whole crop maize and stuff, but it's, like, plus favour badges, isn't it, like? Yeah, and, and, like, you want to think, like, the way farming's going, when you used to have 10 farms, 100 cows each, so, so you know, 100 cows would be 10 farms, 10 silage pits, now, sorry. Good maths, <laughs> I. Twenty years ago, a thousand cows was a hundred cows on ten farms and ten silage pits. But now, a thousand cows is one silage pit on one farm. So, yeah. if, you know, whereas infection of one silage pit used to be a hundred cows vulnerable, now infection of one silage pit is a thousand cows vulnerable. It's just you know, economies of scale are great for certain things. But they're awful for disease control. Yeah, like we're also cramming cattle in, in a lot tighter spaces all together yeah. inside, blah, blah, blah. Like they just spread it. You know, it's any disease. It's not just TV. Anything just gets spread between them so much easier because you have, but at the end of the day, like it's tough in it. That's the way consumers push you. You have to do something different to, you can't have 40 cows, 50 cows milking anymore, isn't it? You're not making money out of it. No. Yeah. Um, 
But there we are. That's more demon gloom. Oh my god, we're doing really badly. Right, should we have a drink? I'm gonna have to go. Let's have a big drink. I just got the nail thing. I'll take that now. Jesus, guys, what the hell is going on here? Um, I'm not, I feel like a depressed person now. So, so, what do you do to have fun? I sit there and actually just look at all my sorrows. Oh, God. What do I do to have fun? You know what? It completely depends on the mood. Oh, shit, look how dented that is. Um, look, Jake's, that's it. Jake's just given up. He's like, I'm on. <laughs> Jake's had enough. Right, come on. If we're splitting the G, um, Jake, Jake, Jake's gone. Oh, yeah, right. go on, I'll fill mine. We'll split the G. I actually can't get into this one because it's so threatening. I have to smash my way in. Here we are. Get a tin opener. That's fine. I smashed it in. Please tell me that wasn't a farm pen knife. No, I actually. It, so far, I've got a pen knife taken out on a quad and got. You caught all the brambles. That's why I packed the farm to get a pen to come back. You just think that is a sort of waste of time that farmers don't have, but people that don't farm properly do. <laughs> okay, so here's a question How many words per minute do you think you speak with? I don't know. Fast, isn't it? It's a lot. God alive. <laughs> it's so fast. I know. So I actually, my, like, I put subtitles on on Instagram, and then people message me, like, can't actually read the speed of the subtitles we're going at. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then when I'm it just gets worse. Right, cheers. Right. Chin chin. Right, you ready? I'll try chin better chin. this time. Mm. Too high again, look. Oh, no. Hang on, let me hold this straight. I'm That's... actually doing quite well, but the John Smith doesn't quite fill up the same, so I'll give you yeah. that. No, I'll give you that. Uh, so, what do you do for fun? Do you have hobbies? Fun. Um, so, when I was younger, I used to do a lot more activity stuff. Um, I got a bit into, like, quite into the gym, uh, play hockey. Oh, I just did any sort of sport that was going, really. I always thought I was a gifted sports person, but I was, like, average. And to a woman, I'm, like, quite strong. I've got big shoulders and big thighs, and I used to just, yeah. Oh, Jake, Sorry, think? I just wanted to go and see if my dog was okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you mind just playing the violin? <laughs> <laughs> Come back just the right time. Sophie's telling us about her big thighs. Carry on, Sophie. Oh, my big thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to start with the shoulders, but it wasn't quite as attractive. <laughs> well, if, if, do you know Dyrese? Dyrese has got a... Uh... He's got a thigh gap, actually, haven't you, Dad? Yeah, I am. Oh, yeah, I'm so skinny, i got a thigh gap. You're the envy of every woman in the world. Although I didn't, think, I didn't envy them, because, like, if you drop a chick, like, that's falling on the floor, isn't it? If you've got a thigh gap. No, it's even more ironic. He has a penis small enough to be a woman as well, don't you, Dad? First we're doing this, we're like, we're making our penises. <laughs> Go on, Jake, you're splitting the G, yeah? I haven't got a G on my drink. Yeah, throw one on. Just throw one on your glass. Anywhere. <laughs> oh I'll, I'll throw a big massive one then. No, tell <laughs> you what, Jake. Jake, just, just hold your pint like that. Yeah. And try and get to the top of your hand, top of your finger. All right. So, okay. Let me fill it, because look at the head coming on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going well, anyway. There's an awful lot of things coming out of your mouth. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, Jake might be a while. Uh, yeah. So, so <laughs> um, you're pretty sporty. You're pretty so. Well, yeah, I was, but then I kind of realised that I've been there, uh, sort of done that, and now it's sort of fun to look at the point. <laughs> yeah, guys, this isn't going very well. There's more head than paint. <laughs> I've, I've always been a fan of head dye. Jake, you're That's why you called me a pack of cream. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know when you went to get some, you said, I'm going to go get some beers, Jake? Did you yeah. jungle them, bugger? <laughs> I, was, I was telling my dog she was a good girl and giving her a scratch when I had the camera in my hands. Even then, talking about traveling beers. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I will um, play that game, but I'm just gonna have to wait for this head to go down. Yeah, right. <laughs> we probably when we start our next point, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, you, or you start your next half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, come on. You how how would you unwind other than listening to? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. So um, other than listening do, to Fabio's podcast. Oh yeah. Apart from that, obviously. Um, I actually it really depends on my mood. So like sometimes. Oh, Sophie, Sophie, you've come very close to the camera now. Um, <laughs> I'm sort of leaning. I'm on like some sort of weird stool thing, and I can't quite get comfortable. Um, it depends on my mood. Like sometimes I'll just be like, right, that's it. I'm going to go to pub, um, go out, see mates, and then other times, like quite. Like, I don't know. This sounds really weird. I don't know. It is a word for this, but like, you know, it's a little get this. Probably going to sound kind of right weirdo now, but like, you know, when you just go out. And you have like real good scenery. I'm not talking about like just like standing in the countryside. It's lovely, but I'm from the countryside. But you know when you like, hike up a hill or like yeah. go to the mountains or something like that. And um, the scenery just like you're out walking and like your mind's really clear. Yeah. Um, so I'm really like doing that. And it was really weird. I went to the Alps. Oh, sorry. You're at one with nature. Yeah, there's actually a word for it where you get like pleasure out of the countryside, but I can't think what it's called, and it's definitely not called dogging. I won't Google dogging then. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I actually went to the Alps in October, and I didn't realise, but like, I got off the train and got picked up and went and did like the like kind of a bit like a transhumance. Where they basically walked the sheep down off the um, mountains, mm. and I wasn't even got back on the train like two and a half, three days later. That like I actually felt like the world was existed again. It was really weird. I can't even describe it. I hadn't realised that it just your head is just so focused on what you're doing and your surroundings that you don't actually think about anything else. Yeah, and that's when I was like, shit, this is this is this is something. So yeah, I quite like doing that, um, and I also just. I'm quite social, that's why I do like catch up with mates. Um, anything I can really, I like saying yes to stuff as well. Like I'm a bit weird. Like I find I find lambing really relaxing. Um, I don't know if a lot of people say that. Yeah, no, everyone always grimaces at me when I say that. But I do. Like today, I went out and did some contract shepherding work, and I'm so focused on like what's going on in front of me and what I'm doing, I forget to think about anything else. Like it's just gone. So like, when I was I bet I'd always lamb in April. The whole like I've lamb the last two, three years, however long I've been a vet. Um, well, I've lamb for like twelve, but I kept doing it as a vet because I just found it really relaxing. Like I wouldn't think of anything all day but the job in hand. 
in some kinds of questions. Well, thank you for providing me with the perfect segue. You did mention at the start that you spent the last couple of weeks trying to be a bit more of a farmer. So do you want to just talk us through that? Um, yeah, well, I gave up being a I haven't given up being a vet. I stopped being a vet um, to go to New Zealand and having a few months off. And I just I just couldn't sit on my ass and do nothing, really. So I sort of said to people here and there, like, if you wanted help on farm, I'd give you a hand. And then I realised that I'm actually fucking useless <laughs> to try and farm in any way. Because all of them, and everyone would be, oh, that brilliant. Like, they help us. No, we could have looking at the sick animal, telling you what was wrong, and noticing animals, healthy, sick, what they need. Shit, and trying to do any sort of farm work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so now, like, um, basically what I'm doing at the moment is a farm I'm used to be friends with, and he's left. Um, and he did a lot of the sheep work, so the people there were quite more cattle men. So I'm helped, I've done a bit of lambing when they had a contract shepherdess, and she was off. And now I'm sort of doing a bit of a few days here and there, sort of moving news, checking news, that sort of thing. Um, but literally, when I arrived, because I've always done like the pen work, yeah. even this simple stuff like hitching on, hitching off, like farmer's bread and butter. I literally could barely hit a trailer on. Never, never a motor trailer. Trying to set up a wrapper system today, and I just looked at it like, shit, thank Christ the Blake's here to show me because I don't even know what to start unscrewing and like pulling pins out and stuff. But um, I'm loving it because I'm learning something new every day. So I'm trying now. I decided I'm going to learn a new skill every day for like a day I'm off. So like five skills a day. So yeah, I'm doing a lot with the sheep, but I'm going like, to try and learn to like shoot and just. Random stuff. Someone's going to teach me to train sheepdogs. Someone's going to teach me to do a bit of hedge laying, blind laying, walling, just all random bits and pieces. Really, Ooh, you'll be a jack of all trades then. Yeah, I'm master of none. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know about you, Jake, but I think like the the number one fundamental key skill for a farmer is just problem solving. Because all day, every day, you are just problem solving. You know, yeah. whether you're dairy sheep, poultry, arable, you're just problem solving. You wake up. Oh, that thing's sick. Well, that's a problem. You have to solve it. Oh, that that machine's broken. That's a problem. You have to solve it. It's just problem solving. Problem solving, and you need to be adaptable. Oh yeah. Because yeah. you get up in the morning, you think you're going to be doing X, Y, and Z jobs today, and you step outside that front door, and you see bloody hell, X, Y, and Z isn't going to happen today because you've got to go and fit, finish fixing B, B, D, and Y, whatever, haven't you? Because everything else is all gone peak tong i'm now so but that that is the beauty i think of farming is that you get to do and it, i think it's the same with if you're a farm bed no single day is the same every yeah. single day is different whether that's like some people say to me oh do you get bored of summertime when you know you're on harvest uh, not really because oh but you're stuck in a tractor all the time yeah i'm not a huge fan of tractor but at least each field is different yeah. it's not the same office every day it's a different view every day and it's only for a certain period of time. Lambing, do you get bored lambing? You know, doing that? Well, not really, because every year was different. Yeah. Every day is different structure, different timing, different problems, different, you know, different things just happen. And that's the beauty of farming. I imagine farm vetting is pretty much the same as yourself. Yeah, I, th I think farm vetting is definitely seasonal. I definitely wake up and I can look and go, oh, look, I'm a free vet today. I'll get all the tape work done. And then suddenly, like, 
shit me, I've been to seven calls today and absolutely sweet FA has been done. Other than that, I'm probably not even charged with me because I was always bad at that. Um, <laughs> I've probably left my farmers like me. But, um, yeah, no. So when, when you said the area you cover, is Bridgend... It's <laughs> if you're not charging... I can make an allowance. Hey, in a straight line across the water, it's not actually that far. It's really. Well, when I get my helicopter, not, no time at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pop over and visit. Yeah, over yeah and a few more visits, and I can find another helicopter easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I agree with you. And the thing is, well, is that everything's finer, isn't it? Like, you're lambing, and everyone goes, oh, it's not going forward. Well, four weeks later, it's done. Like, harvest, you know, you start, and then by the time you're getting bored, well, it's done, you're on to the next thing. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of having seasons as well. Like, things are seasonal. Yeah. Um, but no, I agree. It's, yeah, it's always changing. And that's, that's why I like it. If you work every day and you're doing the same thing, you get bored fast, wouldn't you? And you get, like, mentally drained. Like, you just be like, this is shit. Like, I'm not doing anything. Whereas I find, like, I like the mental challenge as well as physical. Like, that's another thing of farming. It is physically challenging. But, like... I like the mental challenge of being a vet. Like every day, you know, you might go see something I've never seen before. You can be a vet fifty years and see something you've never seen before. Um, you never know. You never stop learning, do you? And I just, I love that. I just love uh, that. Last spot on the mental and physical challenges of farming are great. And I've been reading a book recently, Ben Aldridge, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think that fits farming so well. Hey, Di, it's really good, actually. All right. Is better than well. I actually listened to the audio book because I can't read, but um, it's oh, called. Yeah, it's actually really, really good. If anyone wants to go and listen to that book, it's really good. Jacob, this is the third fucking week in a row you've come on our podcast to plug other fucking shit for people to go listen to. Yeah, they're sponsoring me, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> audio. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of and how to get out of it, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, no, I just think that does that does that title fits farming well, doesn't it? Because it is all about being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that is yeah. pretty much farming, isn't it? Well, I was chatting to a bloke the other day actually, and I've never heard this mentality before from a farmer. And actually it was shit hot, and this was like last week. Um, and this bloke is like honestly. He just worked. I've never met somebody that works as hard as he has, and he's had to, he's had really. I don't know what happened when he was born, but like this shit was literally just plugged on him. I don't understand how he can be that unlucky in life. Um, and like all the things he's had to go through. And I was sat at the table chatting to him, and I've got like a lot of respect for him for what he's done and achieved and how hard he works. And we were talking about money and stuff, you know, I don't think people really appreciate actually how little farms make and how much things like just the weather can influence it. You can do exactly the same one as the next and the weather could hit your 40, 50k or whatever, yeah. you know, travel or whatever. Um, and he sort of looked at me and he went, you doing what? I said, what are you? When everyone's rich, you know, what do they do? What do you mean? He goes, they all go and buy farms. He went, so they all want to go and buy farms, buy land. He goes, but then, he goes, they got all the money. He goes, but can they work that land? Can they actually be farmers? He went, no, they're playing at it. He went, so basically, I've got a rich man's life, but I can actually function in it. <laughs> oh, that's that a really that. difficult way of looking at it. But yeah, again, because that's what we're talking about, Jeremy Clarkson. He was like, that. yeah, that's it's good. Deep, isn't it? He was like, when Jeremy Clarkson's tried, he goes, but he can't actually use any of the machinery in that. He went, 
I'm doing it all exactly the same, but I can use my machine and I can fix my problems. I haven't got to pay somebody else to do it. Yeah. And I was like, and then, then I was like, now I can understand how you're still going after anything you've been through. If that's your mentality. Yeah. But yeah, heavy that. Right. <laughs> it's, it's finally settled now. Oh, hey. oh, sorry, Jake's, Jake's pint's finally settled. Come on, Jake. Yeah. Oh, it's all about you. Come on, Jake. <laughs> Just watch now. Wherever he wraps his hand around, says a lot about Jake. It's literally... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's above the top of the pint. Go on, wrap your hand around. Oh, I'm not going right down. I have massive hands. Yeah, do my hand. Do it properly. What? That? Well, that is um, the problem, is it? No, 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 Jake, the top of your hand, not your bottom. Yeah. Oh, so you go, right, I see. So you got to try and stop. Yeah, stop yeah, before you it. pass your hand. So where do you start your hand? By there. Well, yeah. Jake, you haven't got anything, so you just, yeah, that'll do. Go on. It's a difficult, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's not bad. Very good. Oh, that's actually good. not a bad effort, is it? That's not bad at all. Oh, look how proud. I'm pretty pleased, bro. Look how proud. Hey, a drinking game I've done well in. Yes. <laughs> Jacob, can't talk cows out. You ready? Nice. Can't talk. Let's get the calf out. That's oh. where they should be. Because we've got a vet on. Oh, fuck me, Jake. This is why you make the big bucks. It's just that smart. It's just that sharp mind of yours. Mate, it's all these, it's all these books I'm uh, listening to. <laughs> anyway, so this is Can't Talk Cows Out, where you, the cows are out. You can't talk. You've just got to quick fire questions, bang them out. People seem to have forgot the quick fire questions. You've got to bang them out. Right. Question number one Most used word or sentence on farm or in the practice. I or as fuck. Solid, solid choice. Okay, okay. Question number two. What is your all-time favourite Van Land classic? Vet Van classic. <sighs> the best, Tina Turner. Let's go with that. Old school, old school. Okay, I'm gonna Google that. Point eighteen. That question number three: four legs or four wheels? Four legs. Ooh, ooh. I'm saying four legs because I'm a vet and I like cows, but like it's not really functional to get you places, is it? No, I don't know. I don't know. You put a saddle on, Jake. The four legs gives me the job. Yeah. Like, in the job, yeah. Singing with your mind. Singing with yeah. your mind. 
Question number four. This is a very farming one that I feel is slightly relevant for vet, but pit or bales, what is your favourite? Pit or bales? Um, pit, every time. Yeah. As long as it's managed correctly, as long as it's managed correctly, I like the pit. Any, any vet, Jake, will want superior levels of rumination. Question. <laughs> an equine vet, die. An equine vet that wants quality Cumrisca haylage. Question number five. Do you know, I know you haven't been on AGM, but I'm sure you vet students have had one. If you make an Apollo to go on tour, what slogan are you putting on the back? Oh man, I haven't got anything witty to just crack out with. All of my slogans have just been about getting her to shut up, really. <laughs> yeah. Like, like for example, um, when 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 we went on AGM last time, I think, oh, when we went to Royal Welsh last time, our slogan was, be a good farmer's daughter and keep your calves apart. Um, a, re- a really good one for a vet would be, I hope you've got pet insurance, because I'm going to destroy <laughs> them. If it was a boy, you'd say, I'm going to destroy your pussy. And if it was a girl, I'm going to destroy, <laughs> especially for a farm vet, I'm going to destroy your cock. So that would be a really good farm vet. <laughs> yeah, see, I would like the ones where it's like, um, young farms are like eggs, they're either getting laid or getting smashed. Yep. I, I always like that one, but then you can't really. I don't know. It's not original, is it? I remember. Yeah, it's, it's whatever you like, isn't it? It's your favourite, isn't it? <laughs> that that's a classic. I think we had that Royal Welsh fucking twenty odd years ago, Jake. Um, I think my dad had it in the Royal Welsh. <laughs> yeah. If I find a better one, I'll send it here. <laughs> Jake. Nope. Can you hear that? Gosh. Shit. Is that is it? That- that's the Boris bell. Miranda Timmerman, our first bet was 15.44. Ooh. Oh, I've got to beat Miranda. I've got to beat Miranda. That's the biggest I've got to laugh, though. No one comes on you and says, as long as I beat Toby Green, I shall be happy. It's like he doesn't even get brought into consideration. <laughs> uh, how did you do it that badly? <laughs> we don't know. You didn't even finish. You were just bored. I was like, chipped halfway, spluttered, like, after having a stand down. <laughs> I honestly don't know. That was horrendous, wasn't it? I tell you what, who was rapid? AK was rapid, didn't he, Doug? No. Uh, he's top of the leaderboard at the minute. Is he? Uh, Shit! Under four, like, under four seconds? Yeah, was he like 3.8, something like that? Yeah. What a man! Right. Right. Okay. Right. This, is it? I can never see it. Is it a one Iona? Iona. Iona's our... Iona. 4.7. There's a good one. Iona is our top-ranking female. Yeah, I know, that's what I was going against. I looked at the line and I thought, don't set yourself too high, stage. <laughs> yeah, right. Come on, I'll count you in. I'll count you in. I've got a feeling you're going to be rapid. You're going to be an under 10 second girl. No. I'm putting my cards. I'm under 10 seconds. you want them to be. 
Miranda, uh, you're, you're not Miranda. Oh fuck, that's all good. Sophie. Yeah, die. I hope you get your missus' name right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love thingy. Anyway, let's have. <laughs> <laughs> let's ha- let's see a pint in your hand, please. Let's get it. Yeah, it's just what is that, is that John Smith. This is John Smith now. We switched up. Oh, nice, Jacob. I'll count her in. Three, two, one, go. Oh my God! Stop! Oh my God! Five point eight. <laughs> That's rapid. That's rapid. <laughs> you, Whoa. 5.86. You were just short of Iona, but you are the top second female top vet. Oh, oh my God. That was rapid. You're the second fastest female. That's, that's good. you got to be pleased with that. No, no. If I have a high table, I can just match it down faster. Go again if you want. Go again if you want. No, actually. No, but it's going to be hard, isn't it? Let's try again anyway. Yeah, if you want to try again. Yeah, yeah, crack on. We'll treat it like it's your first if you want. Yeah, you can find me up here, aren't you? No, go again. You want to stop wonder. I've only got Guinness left. I don't reckon it'll be the same. Oh, well, there's one way to find out. Oh, for fuck's sake, don't This is why I get into bad situations. Fair play. Fair play. It's nice to see the peer pressure. I've got a penny day ahead of me. I've actually drank five five pints now, so this is going to be better. Right, come on, we we we, we right. give it. Um, this would be slower though, surely. Well, it's... yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Die. Counter. Two. One. Go. Stop. Oh. Look at her tash. <laughs> I think you can't have a star for the second point you chugged. Fair play. So, for, That's cool. so for the sake of the hard days. <laughs> for the sake Oh my god. For the sake of everyone listening, the integrity of this podcast and your liver. Let's leave it at two attempts, yeah? Yeah, I'm not fearing a third. Okay, we'll no, I'm surprised I got faster, to be fair. We'll give you 5.2. Very impressive. Well done. Well done. You beat me. My mum's going to be so proud. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. I can't believe you just done that. Fair play. I mean, well, I don't know what you're saying that, but it's like, literally like seven people that beat me. Eight people, I don't even know. <laughs> No. Yeah, but none of them drank a pint straight after the other pint and improved their time on the second pint. Maybe this is that competitive edge. <laughs> oh, sweet. Why don't you have a third time lucky? See if that's no, right. no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I haven't actually got anything else to drink. I've literally drunk three dogs with two dinners. I have many more in the house. Good <laughs> <laughs> play. Last class. I'd like to go on a beers with you. I reckon you'd be out of the I'm just thinking after this podcast, I was like, God, I must be a shit guest for them. But yeah, we could go drinking together. <laughs> we, need to, we need to get that Cardiff night sorted, Jake. Uh, we do. We, you do. Have we, um, Jake. 
Yeah, ex- explain to... Do you know what, Di? Now you called her Miranda. I keep going to call you Miranda. <laughs> explain to Sophie. It's the, like, long hair in the class. <laughs> oh, Di, it is. You're just such an influencer. Right, <laughs> <laughs> explain to Sophie about this night out that will happen one day basically we are going to have everyone that has been a guest on this podcast to Cardiff for the weekend all stay in the same hotel and have a fucking weekend in Cardiff but the three times we've tried to arrange it we've started arranging it and then um, the Cardiff um, the Cardiff Gestapo as we like to call them decided that we need to go into a lockdown so we've had to cancel every time so, uh, oh my god, Dave, because now I get on it <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Jake, Jake, this is your one job. Um, when are we looking at next? Oh, mate, I don't know. Every single time I do it, Mark Drakeford, you know, goes and shuts the camera. <laughs> I was literally about to say, you lot should organize a night out for all of your podcast things, but you're just like well ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> we do it like before, like mid to mid-April so uh, I can actually come <laughs> oh well, I'm in mid-April May, May, well, we're looking at May we are realistically right. if I'm not in New Zealand I can't sounds good I'm actually really sad that I've um, I'm finishing my pints now this, I'm actually quite sad about being in New Zealand I, te- I tell you I tell you it'll be even sadder for the listeners after this pod yeah they would be it was a very interesting <laughs> Yeah. I didn't know like, how we we're on the present subject number four. Like how have we got here? Like we all seem quite jolly people. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> that is not a jolly person. That's not what people would describe you as, is it? I? Absolutely not. Well you are sometimes, you are when you're not milking. <laughs> I yeah, I I'm You're ups and down. Die is um as Ronan Keaton used to say. My life is a roller coaster. Just gotta ride it. How many times you use that joke? Because Di just tuned straight in then. No, Di is just known as Di Reese the Karaoke King in South Wales. (laughs) It's a well known joke that I know every word to every song ever written. And we were in. um, Magaluf. We were in Spain. And we were in this steak restaurant and they were playing this random Spanish shit on the fucking radio upstairs. You know, but it was some like token fucking just like, mariachi. And I think one of the boys said, I bet you know the words to that. And I just went, because I'd heard the verse before and I just somehow remembered it. And I went, well, I'm a lap, I do the but I need to call them in the more. That's it. We'll do karaoke and I will find a song you don't know and we'll put you on stage. <laughs> You'll be looking for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I say makes it worse. What makes it disgustingly sick is the fact he's actually got a good voice that goes along with it. Oh, oh come on in. Oh, come on, Diane. What's your Gucci? Let's hear it. Oh. Oasis. Oasis. Come on. No, no, no. Uh, box Boxing Day. Um, I went to this party where there was karaoke, and there was these, yeah, and there were these girls that were absolutely butchering um, "Country Roads" by John Denver. Like I, I mean, oh. butchering, like really. So I just looked at them and was like, "You're butchering it," and, and it was like out of a movie. They're like, "Oh, go on then," and handed the mic to me, and I went, "Almost heaven, West Virginia." <laughs> Come on, Dad! You can't tease us like that. <laughs> it was like, right, it, was like it was like one of those like American high school movies. 
Die, keep going. Die, they have a whole verse in the chorus. Come on, die. Come on, die. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake. Come on. Oh, no. Come on, die. No, we're going to start back at the start. Get back at the start. I'm going to, we're having this. If I'm going to do two times, you can sing this song. <laughs> Last fair day. What is happening here? <laughs> I don't know. Die. Ready? I'll put it back to the beginning. Oh. Okay, you ready? You ready, Sean? Let's go. In, die, three. Almost heaven. West Virginia, Newbridge Mountain, Shenandoah River. Oh. Acapella, die. No, die. That's all you get. It. Isn't that disgusting? Yeah, yeah, it's disgusting again. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> honestly, honestly, shit a sport. Not good at any sport. But sing, fuck, he's so good at that, like. Oh. Oh, that's disgusting. You know what you hate when people go and you're butchering it and they go, go on then, and you can just come on and back it up. Oh, mate. I laugh at someone, they go, you have a go. I don't even know the words. So that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> I love the butcher. Like, I remember going, and then they went to one karaoke, like, um, karaoke bar once. The even mate were like, oh, we're going to go out for like, a top and nice meal. Like, you know, you know the taste and menu, all that. And then she did look at me at the end and went, you get wanker because you haven't really eaten enough. <laughs> was like, yeah, right, man. <laughs> I'm going to be in this Gary Ogre Cotton Eye Joe, and you've never seen anything fire in your life. But there's all these men in there, and women and that. Like, oh, and we've just got all the men just, like, linking arms and singing, screaming Cotton Eye Joe. And she was like, oh, you're so sick. And then the next morning you wake up and look at the videos, and, like, it would have been a die being, like, get the fuck off, you're butchering it. Like, I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> People reckon when I drink, I speak faster. I don't think that's physically possible for you. Yeah, well, I've had a few drink now. Yeah. But yeah, no, the speed of my thinking, like, I'm sorry, Di, but fair play on the editing, because if anyone understands what I said, you've done well. No. <laughs> How do you, like, choose who comes on your podcasts? It's just people who we think would be a laugh, because you can't have people too straight, or they wouldn't like... Some of the stuff that's close to the line. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. people want, I say people want, there's loads of really good pot farming podcasts out there, but and like, I listen to them all, but I think sometimes it's just nice to have something that's a little bit lighter hearted and a little bit more mess yeah. around, like you would have with your farming friends. Like if you go to the pub on a Saturday night, there's a group of farmers. You want to talk about farming, but farming's almost the background. You're having banter and giving each other shit to the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, like we, but some people don't feel comfortable in that environment, whereas so it's picking the right people who you think would be comfortable in that environment. Like yourself was fantastic. Like you probably let your hair down. We can chat. I would just like to say a massive thank you to obviously you, Jacob, but most importantly, Miranda. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Die. <laughs> Could you make sure you don't edit out all these times you call me Miranda or call me a dickhead? Because they must be. Oh, yeah, that's embarrassing. No thousand percent. Guys, oh no, that's really corny. What? Guys, 
Wildwood well, Art Miranda. <laughs> oh, the please! If you call your girlfriend Miranda in bed, this is gonna be just icing on the cake. Yeah. Die, please just roll over and go. Go on, Miranda, give me a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrific. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Sophie, Sophie Harding, thank you, Soph, for coming on today. Yeah, I really enjoyed that, Soph, and yeah. Yeah, fair play, fair play. You hell of a crack, and you'll do whatever you'll do whatever the crowd wants. And fair play, guys. I'll talk to you there. Bit of peer pressure. Boom, so will do it. So, you mean that easiest peer pressure person you've had yet? I I would possibly say that. Oh, why don't you do another pint then? I reckon you could do it faster if you're down with it. <laughs> While we're at it, I'd like to say, everyone at home, remember to like, subscribe, and leave a review. And I know we say that every week, but for the it, it would literally take a minute. If you're listening on Spotify, below the words Pub Youth Podcast, it takes a second. Just give us five stars. Give, give us five stars. And if you're on, if you're on um, Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Give us five stars. Leave us a review. Just... I'm not going to go into the details of the analytics, but it really does help us out a lot this end. Um, follow us on Instagram. It's at Pabulous Pod. Follow us on Facebook. It's at Pabulous Pod. Um, we going to get Twitter going, Jake, or what? Nah. I don't nah. like it. <laughs> yeah. I don't like Twitter. <laughs> and remember to follow. Soph, give yourself a plug. What's your Instagram? Um, Sophie underscore Harding underscore Bet. I always forget it when someone asks me for it. I'm like, <laughs> just it does what it says on the tin. Her name and her job. Nice and simple. Yeah, yeah. it's there. Have fun. <laughs> thank you, Jake. Thank you, David. And most thank of all, thank you for getting to know you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's been lovely. Look, if you don't have me up, I'll be game. <laughs> Sounds good. I look, that's what I was going to say. I look forward to seeing you in the flesh. We can have a few beers together then. Yeah, that'd be sound. Thank you very much for inviting me on. Not a problem. All the best. Thanks, guys. Some of you that follow us on Instagram might have seen a story that we posted the other day on our Pabil's page of a Just Giving page that was dedicated to raising funds for a very good friend of mine and dies, Mr. Kieran Hooper. Mr. Kieran Hooper has uh, tragically had a life-changing accident whilst in work. And the family are raising funds for Kieran to be able to help with his rehabilitation when he comes out of hospital and to be able to help with some of the um, the equipment and changes that he's going to need in his life going forward. Kieran, well, I, I go back years with Kieran. I played rugby with him for years. Um, and he's, he, was, he used to do pest control here on the farm and he was a huge, huge part of the the local community and not just the local community in the vicinity of us by here die, but also throughout the farms in South Wales, wasn't he? He was a prominent member of Glamorgan YFC. He was captain of the Glamorgan YFC sevens team on numerous occasions up at the Royal Welsh. And he was an absolute life and soul of the party and of whatever room he was in. So yeah, I, it is terrible and my thoughts are with him all the time, Di, I, and I know you're exactly the same, mate. 
Well, I was just about to say, obviously, the horrific nature of the incident, you wouldn't wish it on anyone, but it's even more heartbreaking when it's happened to someone that, like you say, was the life and soul of the party. Like, if he was in the room, you knew about it because you'd either hear him or see him. You know, he was... Um, he wasn't backwards and coming forwards. A great bloke, accommodating to everyone. And um, yeah, we just wish him all the best. Literally, the hitters for six, no joke. Definitely. And he's, yeah, Dias, is, this is really tough talking this because you never expect it to happen to someone that you know so well, do you? And yeah, he's. He's a tough, tough cookie mind, and if anyone's got the strength and determination to pull through, it's Kieran. He's he's a tough sod, and he die. Yeah, oh yeah, the, the toughest they come, tough as old boots, and I'm sure he'll uh, prove us all wrong again. But we'll, in the meantime, do everything we can. So we will put the link for the Just Giving page in the description to help his family out and Kieran out, and yeah, we'll do all we can. Yeah. Definitely, and Key, if you when you listen to this podcast back, mate, when you get out of hospital, just want you to know that all your family, all your friends, and everyone in the local community is rooting for you. We all love you, mate. Get better soon. Almost heaven. West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountain, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountain, blowing like a breeze. Country road, take me home to the place. I belong, West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home, Country Road, Country Road, take me home, to the place I belong, West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home, country.